Hi, I'm Laura Flanders, and you're listening to The F Word, the commentary from my weekly TV show, The Laura Flanders Show. We call it the place where the people who say it can't be done take a back seat to the people who are doing it. You can check it out at lauraflanders.com. In an era of extreme capital accumulation, is it any wonder that media capital accumulates extremely? And what do we know about capital? It's a social relation of power. If you'd never thought about capital and media and power before, there's a good chance the topics crossed your mind in the last 12 months. Maybe it was the presidential election brought to voters by for-profit corporations that put clicks and ratings above all other values. Maybe it's the creeping and increasingly creepy power of social media. Our society's silent censors. I recently read that Google and Facebook channel 70% of all the traffic that goes anywhere near a news site. It's no wonder, then, that propagandists use social media for antisocial purposes. They make it easy. And the Band-Aid may be worse than the bite on that front. Publicly embarrassed by the abuses that they permitted to skew the election towards the right, those same social media gatekeepers are now clamping down on opinion. And guess what's getting blocked? progressive independent viewpoints. Don Hazen of Alternate recently reported that search traffic to his site plummeted 40%, a loss of an average 1.2 million people every month after Google and Facebook installed new search algorithms, ostensibly in the name of fighting fake news. Power and politics, power and propaganda, and then, of course, there's concentrated power in Hollywood. Predatory producer Harvey Weinstein was protected by all who knew him because he had a lot of power as did Roger Ailes and The Bills, O'Reilly and Cosby and Clinton, you name it. You don't have to go to Tinseltown or D.C. to see the same thing playing out. You can find it in any unequal workplace in America. Just imagine if we had a media that paid attention to women and workers, especially women workers, we'd know that sexual violence isn't about sex, not half as much as it's about power. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, as the saying goes. It also controls the conversation. Without free journalism, there's not only no functioning democracy, there's no accountability and no free flow of ideas about governance or war and peace or personal relations or policing. While this has long been true, what's different about this moment is that the entire for-profit, for-the-few media and entertainment system we've cobbled together over the last 200 years has failed so many so badly for so long failing to warn us of everything from climate catastrophe to financial crash and the predators in our midst, that if ever there was a time to build broad support for redefining journalism as a public good and requiring public attention and public funding, yes, funding to a public media sphere, this is that moment. You can read my essay on Next Media for the Next System and see my interview with grassroots media makers in Detroit who are not only telling new stories, but setting up new systems of communications on The Laura Flanders Show this week. And sign up there for our new report, Poised for Power. That's at lauraflanders.com. Thanks for listening. You can write to me, laura, L-A-U-R-A, at lauraflanders.com, and tell me what you think. <laughs>